Talk. Billy D here. Join us on Twitter at Cascade Hoop Talk. Hey, we're on day two of our announcement of our Cascade Hoop Crossroad Cascade Classic. Today, we're really honored to have two really fine coaches, both friends of mine, uh, who will be hosting the Classic in 2022. It's going to occur in Winona Lake at Grace College. We'll have Scott Moron. And in 2023, it'll occur in Klamath Falls, Oregon at Oregon Tech. And Justin Parnell is the head coach there. So hang on and they'll join us here in a moment. Cascade Hoops, this is Billy D. Hey, I got uh, Scott Moore, Grace Lancer's head coach, along with Justin Parnell. If we can get them to behave for a few minutes, I'd like to talk to them about the upcoming uh, tournament. Scott, you're going to uh, host the uh, Crossroads Cascade Classic the first year. Talk about what it means to Grace College to be hosting this tournament and part of this tournament. Yeah, well, thanks, Billy. Uh, you know, what was kind of cool is an idea that, you know, you mainly kind of put together and I know we talked about it briefly uh, how neat it would be just to do something like this um, and then sure enough we just kind of you got in touch with the right people and talked to a few more and and we put it put it in pencil so I'm excited I think first off the the teams that are in the tournament you couldn't ask for better stories I mean obviously to have to have Oregon Tech obviously one of the powerhouses probably the Mount Rushmore of our our uh, you know NAI basketball a part of it you have uh we don't say the full name but the the b word the the team up north here in blue uh, you got the pilots involved which was fantastic obviously they're they're great tradition um especially there in the in the 90s and, and then 2000s here and then us and then you got uh you know you're pretty excited about this uh young group Bushnell that's coming along and you did some research with them and it sounds like uh, eddie's got a good squad coming up so I think one, the teams in general, getting these powerhouse teams is pretty awesome. Just the, the story, the history of the programs. But two, anytime you can go across the country and bring two top conferences together, I think that's good for our, our sport um, and each one of our leagues. Obviously, the Crossroads League has had a lot of respect for the Cascade and vice versa. It's something we always talk about every year, you know, who – who's in the cascade that's making a run and it seems like six, seven teams. And sure enough, you get to the national tournament and you get deeper into the tournament and guess who's left. There's crossroads teams and there's cascade teams. So it's just, it's neat to kind of be a part of this and a two year deal. We kind of started, we get a chance to host it first in Winona Lake and, you know, couldn't be more excited. You know, Justin, it's uh first time ever in program history. You're going to uh, take the hustle and owls out to Indiana play a basketball game i mean talk talk to me what it means to your program to the conference yeah i mean first of all billy just you know thanks for being a champion of this event and making sure it happened i think it's something a lot of us always thought would be really cool but you're kind of in in high school traveling across country budget wise isn't always in the cards but you know we're really excited you know like like scott said the two conferences or two of the when it was two divisions you know the crossroads and the cascade were two of the better conferences, if not the two best conferences in the country. And to be able to bring out two really good teams from each conference and to play each other and, and kind of a crossover, I, th- I think it's it's really good for the game. And I hope that you see this a lot more, you know, in the NAIA. You know, as far as, uh, you know, us, us coming out there, we have such a, you know, storied history, obviously, with Bethel. And, you know, Rico Swanson beating us at the buzzer um, in the 98 national championship. And then, you know, the story of history playing Grace in the in the uh, national tournament. I know Coach Wessler 
was on the when they won it in 08. You know, Grace is one of the teams that they got that they that they beat. So you know, I think mostly there's just so much respect for that conference and especially these two programs. And then you know, Bushnell coming out with us is formerly Northwest Christian. You know, you might look at the record or whatever in the last two or three years and and not think that maybe they're one of the you know the top one or two or three teams in the Cascade Conference, but just wait. I mean, their young talent is exceptional. Um, Eddie does an awesome job. You know, they're going to be good this coming year, and then the next year they're going to be really good. So um, we're just excited. It's going to be a test. And I think in the past, you know, the, the school of scheduling was you'll schedule a lot of wins in the preseason and then do what you can in league and get yourself to the national tournament. But being on the – a national Raider and on the National Selection Committee, that's just not how it works anymore. We're going to look at strength of schedule, who you've played, and the best part about this is we get a pretty good gauge of, you know, how good are these teams on the, the West Coast that are going to come out and, you know, and hopefully compete, um, win or lose. But it will give us a really good idea of the level of these teams. And in the past, a, a, say you go out there and lose two, it might hurt you. I don't, I don't think it hurts you anymore. So... Uh, I just think it's something that I hope a lot of conferences take a look at and, and do as well. Well, obviously, we have to get uh, this two-year deal behind us, but I think uh, all of our vision is, uh, and both of you guys have t- kind of touched on it, schools are going to have to play t- uh, tougher schedules in the preseason. Uh, I think this tournament is going to be a real vehicle. If anything, this tournament has an opportunity to grow. You have two amazing schools willing to host it. Scott, I can't wait to get out there in a couple months and finally get to a game there in uh, Winona Lake. I've been to, I think, about 50,000 of them in Danny Miles Court. But the uh, two amazing places to play basketball, and we, we just look forward to, I mean, growing this tournament, if anything. For sure. For sure. We're excited. So this, I thought, I talked to you guys about this a moment ago, but I think one of the, one of the more interesting, there's a bunch of storylines here, but uh, Scott, you just, you just recruited a, a kid out of Bar Reeve. And he's the leading assist leader in Indiana basketball history, high school. And I don't care what level you're at. That's an amazing feat in the state of Indiana. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, and we'll talk about Justin's kid here in a second too, because it's kind of a unique story, but we actually, you know, it's interesting recruiting. We had a good class come in and, um, uh, one thing we were looking for is just, you know, a bigger guard that kind of fit our system a little bit. And we're actually recruiting another young man at a holiday tournament, one of the more um, one of the more popular tournaments in Indiana during Christmas time. And we're sitting here and we're watching this team play. And obviously, Bar Reeve is a storied program here in Indiana. It's a small school, uh, but they just continually just win and win and win. And they're in this tournament playing against these giant teams, just these, you know, 4A, which is the highest level in Indiana. And they're just, they're beating these teams. They're playing with the top ranked teams in the state at the highest level. And we're watching this kid and we're like, who in the world is this kid? He's throwing passes and his court vision is just incredible. And it's honestly, it's a position, you know, that I played. I just, I look for intangibles that I like in that position. And I was like, man, this, he's got something special. Well, then we did more research and I was asking you know, Bryson is like, Hey, you know, you average like eight and a half assists a game and you got to be like close to, you know, some sort of, some sort of record or something. Just thinking the single season, he's like, yeah, I'm actually, I'm about, I'm about 40 away from breaking the all time record. And I'm, I, I still don't understand. I was like, okay, I don't even know what that means. The record and the season record. So I'm telling everybody, Hey, he's gonna, he's gonna break the uh, single season record in assists. 
And then pretty soon you start seeing on social media, he's like, no, he's 40 away from breaking like the all time career assist in Indiana. It's like 880 or something like that. I'm thinking you gotta be kidding me. It's unbelievable. So yeah, it's uh, he set the all time records with about a, five or six games left. I think in the season, just great kid, great vision, pretty excited just to put him around our pieces. Yeah, that'll be exciting. That'll be fun, fun to watch. And then uh, Scott already alluded to it, Justin, but you have uh, uh, coming in as a freshman. He played a little bit in the spring season. Well, I don't know which you played six games or something. But uh, Jameson Guerrero out of uh, Sherwood, he's one of the the leading uh, assist leaders in the state of Oregon high school basketball history. And that kid can really see the court as well. Yeah, he yeah Jameson can really really see the floor. Yeah, he led the state of Oregon in assists his junior and senior year. And then uh, we kind of saw a snapshot of it this last year, you know, in our seven game or whatever spring league that we were able to, to play. But um, yeah, James, you know, the best thing about Jameson is just really high quality kid. I mean, just, he's a really good leader. I remember we do these talks before practice every day. Every kid does one and we just go through coaches and kids and we call them thought talks and they're anywhere from 30 seconds to two minutes. And for a, you know, an 18 year old freshman, he was the very first kid to give give a thought talk last year and you were just shocked at the way he was talking and the way he put himself and then you add that with with his ability to play see the floor and, and score and you know we've been really fortunate here with great point guards you know you go all the way back to you know Lavelle Hesia and Sammy Fotu and Todd Matthews and Bobby Hunter and just all these great players and then obviously who I think is the best player in program history Mitchell Fink who just graduated um so you add Jamison into that and I think I think that's why we're so excited about our group. And then we also have <clears throat> Cam Osborne, who we have two exceptional point guards, Cam, who we're hoping to move off the ball a little bit so he can get the minutes that he deserves. But, yeah, great player, you know, and I just can't stress enough. He's even even better kid. So I think that uh, we'll definitely get both of you on uh, before the, the season starts. But, uh, Scott, you, you kind of talked about it a little bit. I mean, what are you expecting out of the Lancers this year? You know, I've been doing this long. This is my 13th season. Obviously, just it would be my third as a head coach, but I was with coach, you know, for a while there and with my older brother in Mount Vernon. But you get a better sense of kind of where your kids are at in, in comparative to the league and things like that. And I always felt like, you know, if we can if we can be, you know, contender in the league, then obviously that's going to put us in good way. Um, yeah. Contender in the national, national scene as well. And I, I know that Justin can say that same thing about the Cascade. So, you know, we've got we've got a, a lot of young guys just because of the COVID rule, just some reclassifications and stuff. But we've got experienced kids. But, you know, honestly, I don't know. I, you know, I think we're I think we're talented. I think we're starting to get kind of the scheme that we want. And, you know, just listening to Justin talk, I think one thing that's going to be fun about this game in this tournament is I think that Oregon Tech specifically, I can't really speak to, to Northwest Christian or Bushnell right now, but. I think Oregon Tech and our style, although our kids may look a little different, um, our play is very similar. You know, we, we both typically have a really high possession game. We both rebound the crap out of the ball. Um, we're both high assist teams, like to score the basketball. So, um, you know, just listening to recruit, you know, his type of guys is, is oddly enough, it's kind of the same type of guys that we look for. So, you know, I, I think I think we get a chance to compete here, and I think just like the Cascade Conference is – Heck, you know, a couple shots go our way, a couple possessions go our way. I think we got enough pieces where we could be really good. But at the same point, you can find yourself in eighth place pretty easily if the ball bounces, you know, one possession in the wrong direction. So 
again, a good nucleus of kids. Um, should be a decent year. I'm excited. We got a couple of rematches here. We got that matchup with West Virginia Tech that excited about. We were supposed to play in the national tournament a couple of years ago. So James is going to bring his guys out for a tournament. Um, but no, pretty excited. And uh, man, just just pumped to have a season. I know we had more of a season than they did in uh, the West Coast, but uh, just excited for some sort of maybe normalcy this year, hopefully. So, Justin, I mean, fans in Klamath Falls are a little bit spoiled by Oregon Tech basketball. They didn't get it last year. Boy, they're just – fans just want to see some hoop. Talk – like I say, I'll get you on before the season starts, but just talk about the team a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we get multiple calls every day about when season tickets are going to be available. And you know, I imagine our first game next year will be a pretty big crowd, or this year will be a pretty big crowd. You know, for this town, it's just an incredible basketball town. And, you know, you, you go anywhere – and you're going to see Oregon Tech, or you're going to hear about Oregon Tech basketball, and just makes makes us a special place that it is. And uh, but I, I, Scott said it well. You just never know with your team. I mean, you know, two years ago, the year after we went to the national championship game, we were rolling, and then all of a sudden lost four guys, and you know, you're you're scraping. And uh, so you just never know. A lot of things got to go well. People got to stay healthy. Um, shots got to fall. But you know, I, I'm not going to go full blown Danny Miles and say it's going to be the best team ever because <laughs> that was part. Of that was part of his part of his genius that he just instilled that in his players. And whether he believed it or not, as a player, you believe like, yeah, I'm going to be. We're going to we're on the best team the Oregon Tech's ever had. And like I said, it's just part of his genius. So we actually have that sign in our locker room: "Be the best team ever." And what it means is we're just, you know, we're going to try to hold ourselves to that standard that those great teams did. And if we do, and we get a chance, we're, we're going to try to be that best team ever. But um, I think with us, you know, we have. All of our seniors back from last year, which is which is great. You know, we have great size, we have good length, but nothing really changed from last year. I mean, I think if you were to talk about Oregon Tech last year, you'd say you know they do have great veteran play, they have good size, but you know they have young guards, and that's true, and that hasn't changed because they haven't played in front of you know 2,500 at College of Idaho or took a 10-hour trip to Lewiston and had to play LC State. So, you know, they haven't done those things, and we still have a lot to prove. But I think. As far as talent, I think we're as good as we've been in a while. Uh, our size is really good. I mean, there's lineups we have. I think that we can go 6'9", 6'10", 6'7", and do some different things defensively. So, you know, we're, we're really hopeful. If the coaches can get out of their way, they might have a good shot. But we're just excited to actually play this year and, um, and compete for that Cascade Conference title. You know, there's one other aspect of this tournament that we have to bring up is both Oregon Tech and uh, Grace College two of the most historic coaches in NAI history, and you both followed them up. So, Scott, you you followed Kessler, and Dan, uh, Justin, you obviously followed Danny. I mean, just talk about the significance of that. Who are those guys? <laughs> yeah. You kind of broke up there. Yeah. It's a, yeah it was you really, know, I'll tell you what, it was really easy. It was simple. We had no pressure. I'm sure Justin had it really simple. But uh, I, I think the cool thing is I can speak for myself. Like, I think – you know, being being in the program and experiencing that, and, you know, I'm sure Justin was very similar in his relationship with Danny. You already have two of the most respected, not not just basketball coaches, but men mm-hmm. in the country. And not only our level, like they're known, you know, at all levels. Everybody knew Coach Coach K and everybody knew Coach Miles and, and not just for being basketball genius, but just the type of men they were and the men that they created and – I think the best thing that, you know, Justin and I got to experience is we got to be under them. And, you know, I can't speak for coach Parnell, but like for me there, 
I never, I never thought about that stuff. Like I never thought about, Oh man, I got to replace a legend. What I felt like was I have an opportunity to take something that's already great and just find ways to kind of just keep it going and, and even look for ways to make it better. And the philosophy essentially never changed, right? It was still, it's still grace basketball. We still have that big G across our chest. We're still stand for the same things and play for the same things. Um, it just may look a little different. And I thought if we could do that, all that other stuff, honestly, um, it wasn't that difficult. And Justin? Yeah. I mean, I just wake up every morning and try not to screw it up here, you know? <laughs> but no, but in all seriousness, um, you know, you could look at it as a burden or you could look at it as just a great opportunity. And that's what I tried to do here. And we had some really good assistants that we still are with us. Um, <clears throat> that kind of kept us, kept us rolling. Um, but, you know, Danny always said it really well that it took him about 28 years to figure things out. And he felt that if I was an assistant for a couple of years, he could teach me all those things that took him 28 years. And it's true because as a coach, there's only two ways to become better, and that's to experience a lot of failure and learn along the way and then to have a great mentor. And if you have a great mentor, you can definitely speed that that process up. And just to have him, you know, one phone call away, talk to him multiple times a week, you know, is just is, is pretty pretty special for me. And then the community was, was great when we took over. They, you know, they, they I never felt personally – that there was that much pressure. I mean, they loved our kids, and it helped that we were pretty good right off the bat. But, uh, you know, I've never felt that there's a ton of pressure on us. Um, we just rec- try to recruit really good kids, and and hopefully they're talented, and, and we win some ball games. And, um, you know, Oregon Tech's just a really special place to work. But kind of a, a cool story, the year before Danny's last year, we went to the Final Four together in Houston. And it was kind of a little farewell. He was kind of passing the, the torch to me. And Dan, if you know Danny, like, he walks everywhere. Like, he, 10 miles, we're going to walk to lunch. Or, you know, it's just it's nuts. And he, we weren't taking public transportation. We were walking to the national championship game. I believe it was the year Villanova hit the buzzer beater. But, and oddly enough, as we took off from the hotel, uh, Coach K was right there, and we walked the whole way. So, <laughs> for me, as a you know, 28-year-old going to take over, to have about an hour and a half walk with those two guys was, was really cool. And I don't think I realized it until we just, you know, started talking on this call about how, how neat that was. And he shared a ton of stories and, and well, Danny. So kind of a cool, cool piece of history there. But um, no, we're, we're excited here in Klamath. This, we were excited to go out to Grace. Um, obviously that's going to be incredible. Go play basketball where basketball is meant to be played. And then uh, for them to come out here, I'm excited for them to see the community support that we have you know, in the 22, 2500 that are going to come out, <clears throat> they're not just going to watch our game. They're going to be there to watch the game before, too. So uh, this town will, will really show out and support this event. Absolutely. And, Scott, it's like 4,600 feet on a court, just so you know. Just just a tidbit. He's skate, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I really want to thank both you guys for uh, sticking with me as we pulled this thing together. It had an opportunity to fall apart about seven times. Uh, but you two uh, stuck with me, and it was not easy to to pull this tournament over the finish line, but it's become a reality, and I tell you, I feel like a kid at Christmas morning. Well, thank you. I, I can speak for on behalf of us. Um, again, I think the more we can get – like, people just don't understand NAI basketball still. Like, you know, you, I'm sure they understand it, you know, kind of in the general area where these teams are located and, 
you know, if you live within 30, 40 minutes of, you know, Oregon Tech basketball, you know all about it. Same thing here. If you live in, in northern Indiana, like you're going to know the crossroads because our schools are all 40 minutes apart from each other. But, you know, this is something that, like, these are big-time programs. And these guys are, are big-time, like, you know, after-college, professional-level players. And the more we can do stuff like this where we can make it as big time as possible, we're going to get in a plane, we're going to fly across the country, and we're going to go play a top-five team in the country immediately out of the gate. Like, I think that stuff is awesome. I think it's it's needed. I think more teams in the NAI, you know, need to need to jump on this a little bit and even start going a little bit more crossover. I just think it brings positive attention to – to our level of basketball and really gets it out there and kind of gives us a, a platform to work with. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The old school scheduling just, you know, just not going to help teams anymore. And I, and I think that's a huge positive, you know, because if you play, you know, two or three cupcakes every year throughout your four-year career, I mean, that's almost half a season you're playing games that don't don't really mean anything. And, you know, there's getting to be less and less of those cupcake-style games that really don't exist anymore. But just to go out and compete, you know, and there was a way of to do scheduling to try to get in a national tournament in the past. You know, you, if you for our league, you just felt like if you go 21 and nine, you know, you're going to get in, and um, you know, you're always watching that. And now, I mean, teams, you know, you look at the NCAA tournament. There's teams that get in that are, you know, 17 and 13 or whatever, and they deserve to be in there. And I think now you're going to see that happen in the NAI with the, you know, going to the selection committee, and and now I think these tournaments like we're going to play this crossroads cascade challenge is the perfect way to do it. And teams don't need to be afraid to, to go out and you say you do lose one. You say you lose two. I mean, I just think there's more positives that come out of it. And at the end of the day, it's a much better experience for the kids. And, and that's why we're here. So and I think the teams, the guys on our teams, you know, I, and I know I can speak for Justin in this where we say, you know, we're not interested, like we're competitive and, you know, we want to. We don't want to just win 21 games. I mean, I understand that there's more purpose to what we're doing, but look, at the end of the day, I want to cut down nets. I want to hang a banner, and that's Justin's goals too, and that's Bushnell's goal, and that's Steve's goal at Bethel, and you know, Greg's goal at Indiana Wesleyan, and and you know, St. Francis, and all. Like that's what we're trying to do. So, I think for us to play the best teams in the country, it's only going to put us in another level, so that when we get an opportunity we'll have better success in a national tournament. And I'm going to add one more piece to what I agree with every, whatever you guys have said, everything you've said, but I'm going to add one more piece. I think another winner in it is the fan. I can tell you as a, as a fan, the game changed to me when I started understanding who West Virginia tech was, who grace was, who Indiana Wesleyan was, who Bethel was instead of just a name you'd see at the end of the year at the national tournament, the NAI kind of took focus to me when I understood that. And I think the more that we can do and what we're doing exactly with this tournament is going to put those teams that are always just a name at the end of the year on the national tournament, you're going to put them on your floor and you can watch them play in the preseason. I think it's going to dynamically change the, the landscape for the fan. That's my belief. I'm a bit of an optimist, but that's what I see. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, selfishly for, you know, the Klamath Basin, they've kind of seen the same, you know, 15, 20 teams over the years just because that's the way we had to schedule. And, you know, we bring, you know, like Antelope Valley has come to our tournament a lot, and those are always great games. But to bring in somebody else that, you know, our, all of our fans know Bethel and Grace, but they probably have never seen them. Mm -hmm. And I think to bring that to our home court 
is going to be pretty special here. I think I'm obviously looking forward to going out and playing in Indiana, but, you know, bringing those two, you know, phenomenal teams out here is just going to be kind of a treat for, for this community. Guys, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, Scott, I'll be out there, and boy, it's only two months from now. Look forward to being out there for your uh, tournament. And, uh, Justin, I hope to see you very, very soon at a basketball game near you. So thank you very much, you guys. I appreciate your time. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Bill.